You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Inside Black and Gold, we are Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, coming to you with some... Post Sean Payton news, we are over. Thank God. Yeah, no kidding. It was. It, it kind of felt like it was carrying on forever, and that there wasn't going to be any kind of hope at this resolving this season. And then, whammo, we got hit by the the magic Denver Broncos. You know, chiming in, and it really seemed like last minute to swoop in and get Sean because everybody kept sing, saying the signals were going back to. To Fox, and that's that was not good news for the Saints. Yeah, the 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 crazy part to me is how quickly the news. Like usually, it'll kind of roll over a couple hours or maybe even a day of like, oh, okay, they're agreeing to this, and then the compensation will come out and blah blah blah. This was like, but from the first tweet, from like I think Adam Schefter tweeted about it first, and then from that point, it was like within fifteen minutes. It was not only was the deal agreed to, we knew exactly what the draft compensation was going to be. Like it, like Adam Schefter actually tweeted, like, okay, this is there are two deals the Saints could potentially agree to. One is this, where they get a first round pick this year and this next year, blah blah blah, or this. But like within forty five seconds, like I barely had time to quote tweet that with the I would take this. Ian Rappaport was tweeting, okay, they've just accepted this and blah 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 to the point that Adam deleted that tweet, which was accurate, I believe. Oh wow, I didn't know he got rid of that. He just was like, this is going to be confusing to people because they've already accepted this deal. So, yeah, it was a wild, like, 25 minutes. And this is the second consecutive year that major coaching news has broken during the second practice of the first day at the Senior Bowl. Last year, it was the Brian Flores lawsuit against the Dolphins, which, in the end, was tangentially related to Sean Payton, right? Because it ultimately, that whole process kind of turned into 
oh, well, the Dolphins have turned out to be tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady and blah, 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 and they lost their pick. And this year, one year later, like 365 days to like 12 hours apart, this happened. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a crazy, crazy segment. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about, I, I want to kind of get into the idea of, did they get enough for Sean Payton? Because that's been the major question I've seen people asking is, why didn't they get more? Should they have held out? Blah, blah, blah. So we're going to get into that. In the second segment, we're going to get into kind of the major coaching changes that we've seen already most on the defensive side of the ball for the Saints, but they could be coming to the offensive side. I think the question of whether some of these coaches will be targets for Sean on his new staff in Denver, I think that's an interesting thing, so we're going to get into that. I was able to talk to Ronald Curry at the Senior Bowl. He interviewed with the Bucks while at the Senior Bowl. It's basically a big job fair, apparently, so we'll get into that. And then the final segment will be a mailbag. We're going to try to make this kind of a regular Thursday mailbag during the off season. So keep that in mind as you're trying to figure out what you're going to do on Thursday afternoons and evenings. You could hang out with us on YouTube. I don't know why you would, but okay, Steve, I know you have opinions here. So before we kind of go in, I guess we can lay out what they actually did get. So the Saints traded Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. They got a first round draft pick, which is technically 30th, but it will be the 29th selection. Ironically, because the Dolphins do not have the 21st pick because they tampered with Sean Payton. So the Dolphins tampering with Sean Payton actually slightly improves the compensation the Saints got for trading Sean Payton. So that's kind of interesting. So they got that first round pick. It was the only real first round pick that I think was reasonable to expect in the 2023 draft. Even if you had waited out Arizona, I don't know whether that number three would have been on the table. I'd be very surprised if it was. And then Houston obviously went with D'Amico Ryan, so that wasn't there. The Panthers went with Frank Reich, so that wasn't there. Beyond that, the rest of the compensation is the Broncos are sending their 2024 second round pick to the Saints, and the Saints are sending back their 2024 third. So effectively what you did was turn your third round pick into a second round pick next season. And if you recall, the Saints don't have a second round pick next season because they traded that to the Eagles as part of the first round draft pick trade this past offseason. So now the Saints have a second, but do not have a third next year. So that's the compensation. So the question is, Steve, do you think the Saints got enough in this deal in trading Sean Payton? Uh, I like the deal, obviously, because it gets this, you know, situation handled this year. We don't have to carry it over into next season. I thought that what the Saints are getting in return for Sean, I'm fine. I just don't like what they're also sending back. I don't like the inclusion of the third rounder. Maybe that's me being a little bit greedy, I guess, but I thought the like a first and a first and a second is fair compensation, but it's it's tough when the market out there there's not real much of a market out there dictating there's no market. The Broncos are bidding against themselves. I guess you could say, well, you know, the, the Arizona Cardinals are still a potential suitor, but yeah, there it, it looks like the Colts have, they never even sniffed around Sean. Houston, yeah, we're expecting them to finally close their deal over there. And, you know, I just, I don't know if Sean wants to wait another year of missing out on that coaching money either, honestly, though. No, I don't think Sean wants to go back to Fox. But I do think that it, it at the end of the day, it didn't necessarily come down to whether Sean wanted to go to A or B. It was like, Sean, are you willing to go to Denver? Because it's not like the Arizona was on the table and he got to pick between them. 
like Arizona is slow playing their head coaching search and they're still interviewing candidates as far as I know. Like they were just setting up an interview with Mike Kafka, the Giants of offense coordinator earlier this week. So like they're not prepared to start offering candidates. So the question you could ask is why didn't the Saints kind of drag out this process a little longer to allow the Cardinals to potentially drive up that price? But here's the thing. Look at look at how the Broncos have operated throughout this entire head coaching search. They must know something. They have zeroed in on so many different candidates and been rebuffed, struck out, right? Jim Harbaugh was like, no, leave me alone. I'm going back to Michigan. Stop bothering me. <laughs> like D'Amico Ryan's like, they really want D'Amico. He's he wants he wants Houston. And I don't blame him. Like that 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 makes too much sense, right? And so uh Dan Quinn. They probably wanted Dan Quinn, but he went back to Dallas to be their defensive coordinator, which I think kind of tells you this was not as attractive of a job across the board as as some people might have thought it was. I think that Dan Quinn move that you just mentioned right there kind of sealed the deal on them returning their their whole focus, Denver's focus, back to Sean. I agree. Yeah. I, th- I thought Quinn was going to be a done deal there. I agree. Yeah, and, and, and so I think what happened with Denver is all of a sudden – Denver is like, well, we got to do something, right? We are in win-now mode. We can't just take the 17th best option on the board and then be able to justify the trade we made to bring in Russell Wilson, right? Like, you already did it with Nathaniel Hackett. You know, a guy that no one really believed was this, like, splash higher, and it didn't work out, right? And so if you go and you do that again... Then you're, then you're in real rough shape in terms of how you can operate going forward because you made a win-now trade and then you didn't make a win-now hire. And so they ended up in a situation where in order to save face, they had to just give in and make a trade that they probably didn't want to make. They didn't want to give up their first-round pick, but they knew that that was the only option, so they did it. And so if you're the Saints, all of a sudden you have a first-round pick. And I think whether there was this idea that Mickey Loomis wanted two first-round picks I think that's just what you say. That's where you start. That's the negotiating tactic is you come in higher and so you can settle for lower. And at the end of the day, getting a first round pick for a coach that is not going to coach your team (laughs) is a win, right? And so that's where you set the bar in my opinion is, okay, are we getting a first? Yes. How much can we get past that? And so based on the kind of offers that that they were considering, right, which would have been like, if Adam Schefter's report was accurate, it would have been a third this year and a first next year versus a first this year and a second next year where you send back your third. And so I think like, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a theoretical, right? So obviously the first is there either way. Would you have preferred a third round pick coming to the Saints and not giving anything back or a second round pick where you send them your third? I would say the second round pick because that has a lot more value than the third, in my opinion, from a team that expects to be good, right? The Saints aren't going to go in the tank. So you're not expecting that to be a top third round pick, expecting it to be a mid or worse. So like, I think that that trade value is, is more significant than having no second and two thirds, personally. Yeah, I just don't know why the option for getting that second has to include that Saints third round pick. I thought the the Saints would be able to get a first and second at least for Sean without having to throw in any more sweeteners to the deal. But like I said, I, I understand. I'm thankful to, for the market for them to even close this right now. And I guess maybe that's that's part of it as well. There, there really was no 
there's no other team coming, even though that I forget who it was saying there was also some mystery franchise involved somewhere that could, you know, push the needle. Yeah, that was, was Diana Rossini. Yeah. That was just Sean, like, you know, agent pushing something. Well, and so, you know, the point I'm kind of getting at is so, like, how quickly this all came together. And there was reports that it was going on since Monday. Maybe it was, but again, that's just two days. That's not that long of a time. And I think if you're the Saints, you're aware that the Broncos are kind of tilting right now. Like, if you give them enough time to talk themselves out of it, this is probably a team and a, and a franchise that's going to do that based on what we have seen and how quickly they seem to change their mind, right? So if you're the Saints, I think there's incentive there to just say, okay, I think this is the best we're going to get. Let's move on. And so, like, for example, if, if this is how the process went, okay, first round pick, how about, a, how about a second? And they said, we'll give you a third. And the Saints said, how about you give us a second and we'll give you our third? <laughs> And they were like, yeah, we'll do that. And so at a certain point, the negotiation starts to go backwards and you start negotiating against yourself and you end up with a worse, you know, you, you start to, you start to make this kind of franchise who is already shown you that they are indecisive. Now they're taking a step back and they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As a, like if you ever try to pull off a fantasy football trade, for example, <laughs> it's always just like, oh, is it balanced? Is it balanced? Is it even? And then all of a sudden you try to get too much and then it's like, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And then they walk, it's, you're not getting it done. It's like sometimes you just have to hit the button and get it, right? Sometimes you just have to get the deal and then you worry about it afterward. I think that's kind of where the Saints were. And so, you know, we talked to Jeff Ireland at the Senior Bowl yesterday and he didn't seem like he was like, yeah, we got extra draft at an extra draft asset. We get to bring in another high quality player. Like I I'm, I'm a scouting director. That's what I want. I want an extra first round pick uh, or I want, I want a first round pick period in this draft so that we can scout players in the first round and potentially get them. Right. And so from a saints perspective, I think they view it as a win and I, and I view it as a win, right? Because people can say, wow, they should have played hardball. They should have waited it out. Who knows what the coaching landscape is going to look like next year? Who knows what jobs are going to be available? You are an extra year removed from Sean coaching in the NFL. So who knows what that impacts? Like, sure, maybe the Chargers job is available and they're willing to just just bend over backwards to get it done. Maybe it's not. Maybe the Chargers take another step forward and end up in the AFC Championship and they're not moving on from their head coach, right? Maybe the Cowboys don't move on from Mike McCarthy. Maybe this is the best chance you're going to get to get a first-round pick back. You do not know. What if Sean now gets the Chargers head coach fired for, you know, like, causing them, you know, misery in, the, in, in their conference? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, well, at the, at the end of the day, my point is the longer you wait, the higher the percentage chance is that you risk getting nothing, right? And if you are the Saints, it is it is your job to make sure that you are not only maximizing the value, but not losing the value in the process. 
And I think that's where you ended up. And the, there is also value baked in here of not having to talk about it anymore. Cheers to that, right. Of not having to spend an entire season listening to people speculating and asking you questions about what you're gonna do with Sean Payton. It's like, no, okay, book closed. Let's move on. Huge, huge one right there. And especially for Dennis Allen too, not to say that, you know, he's that shadow still not there of Sean, you want to say, f- f- uh, for there in that in that coaching realm. But for him, it's something that I feel like, give, give me some assets now, at, at least that I have for this year. Uh, that That's what I, th- I think he, he really needed out of this, especially after this, the team obviously gave up their first rounder last season. Uh, t- but to, to get back into round one this year, is huge because they 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 still have some ammunition too where they can make some moves and plays to go up or down in this draft. I know they they typically don't go down. Yeah, they now have seven picks, right? Um, they pick twenty nine, they pick forty, and they pick one twelve. And you know, having three picks in the top one fifteen, right? That's quality, and you can bring in quality players. Um, you also have an extra fifth round pick. You know that that high high value trade you made for the for CJ Gardner Johnson. Hey, but you know what? At least I, I I look at those late ones too with this team as a positive because they've done pretty decent with some of those mid round guys. I'm not saying you're sixth seventh rounders, but a fifth rounder. You know some of those third round picks that this team has had in the past have really uh, panned out for them. Problem is I have no faith that they keep them. Right? Like I. <laughs> I I still feel like you're going to end up seeing them move up in the third round to try to get somebody. And I have two questions. And one of them is, are you going to go after a quarterback? Right. You know what? I, I, I wrote a post yesterday from the senior bowl and it's like your next starting quarterback is not on the field at this event. I think I can say that pretty definitively. Now there is a guy standing to the, on the sideline who might be your next starting quarterback in Hendon hooker. I'm not, I'm not sold on him. I know a lot of people are, I'm not sold on Hendon hooker. I need to see him work out. I'm not going to go based on what I saw at Tennessee. It was a gimmicky offense, and I know he's a spot thrower. It's it's an option-based wide receiver offense. I get it. But like this is all based around the idea that Pete Carmichael, is your, your offense is going to be that same Pete Carmichael scheme. And maybe it is this year, but who knows what it's going to be next year. So I don't, I don't know if, if you have that many questions about a guy at the top. I don't know if that's where you go, but you know, who knows? Uh, put together this kind of simulation of like, the, you know, how the offseason might play out with all these free agents. And she tried desperately to get a quarterback. David Carr turned, or I'm sorry, Derek Carr turned her down. Wait, is it David? Derek? Derek Carr, yeah. Derek Carr turned him down to be a free agent. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo ended up somewhere else. Like, like he couldn't do it. And 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 in this simulation, she we, the Saints ended up with Andy Dalton again because that was the best option. So if that's where you end up, if you are unable to swing a trade... I don't think that's a crazy simulation either. Yeah. If you're unable to swing a trade, if you can't do anything but bring back Andy Dalton, then yeah, okay, fine. I'll, I'll get on board with Hendon Hooker. But until, until you get to that point... I'm still looking at a starting quarterback that you're bringing in, ready to go, not a developmental guy in the draft. Um, and if and if you can go that route, and suddenly at 29 you're able to shore up the interior line, right? At 40 you're able to bring in a running back, right? You're able to get a Tajay Spears, who I desperately want to speak into existence on the Saints. You know that's what I would like to see, but we, you, there's a long way to go. And the fact is, I'm just glad that instead of talking about Sean Payton, we can now talk about mock drafts that are all going to be wrong. No kidding with that. I see that, you know, people start pumping them out now with the Saints having a first-round pick again. I'm sure we're going to all have to do that as well <laughs> kind of thing. But you know what? With with Hooker, 
obviously, the the good part about the Senior Bowl access that the the Saints have is so great that they, you know, we we heard the coaches talk about the intimate setting that you have and that one-on-one time with the player is really the most important thing. And who knows, maybe, yeah, Hooker's a guy that blows him away and, and, you know, gets their curiosity as him as someone that can lead a franchise. I I just don't know if he's there yet, uh, either kind of thing. I would need to see obviously more from the guy but put up huge impressive numbers this year this past season with Tennessee before getting hurt there's a number of things too that have to be cleared obviously with medicals we could talk about but um I don't think that Andy Dalton being the Saints starter week one is that much of a crazy thing especially if you're if you're going to invest in a young quarterback this year obviously but if you mention like the other route, if you're going to go after a veteran that's maybe been in around the league, you might need to use that first round pick, right, to get someone like a Lamar. Yeah, and like even if they can't trade for Derek Carr, maybe they sign him. I don't know. But like, what I don't want to see is Andy Dalton brought back and have him be the starter with no alternative. Like I was talking to Doug Mouton about this uh, from WWL TV, and it's like. If, if they bring back Andy Dalton, I'm okay with it as long as he is brought back as a bridge, right? Like, I am more than fine with Andy Dalton being the bridge, but there has to be someone at the other end of the bridge, right? Like, it can't just be like, okay, we're just going to spend another season trying to see if Andy Dalton can do enough, right? Like, that's not the future, and... You know, whether that's Hendon Hooker, whether that's somebody else. The problem is, the the thing is, like, the guys on the field this week, and, like, the Saints did have great access, right? DJ Williams was the quarterback's coach. Ronald Curry was the offensive, was an offensive coordinator. But, like, these guys aren't your starting quarterbacks, right? Jaron Hall, I was not impressed with. Jake Hayner, I was not particularly impressed with. Malik Cunningham, Max Duggan, right? The best thing I can say about Max Duggan is he nailed all of his handoffs in the nine-on-sevens, you know? Um, Like... These are developmental at best. These are guys who their ceiling is backup quarterback, right? And if you are not drafting a quarterback in the first round, you're not trying to find your next starting quarterback. Fact. Like, they do not exist outside of the first round. Maybe the second round, but even those are rare, right? Like Jalen Hurts, occasionally you'll find these guys, but like even those guys are rare. Like outside of the second round, they, they basically don't exist. Right, like in the last decade, which doesn't include Russell Wilson, the only starting quarterback, like regular starting quarterback, that was selected in the third round or later, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. You can you can claim obviously, but like you know, it's a little soon to 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 go all in on him. And again, that's a situation where you're you have everything around you. It is a perfect situation. If you have a perfect quarterback situation, sure, you can go find a Brock Purdy and plug him in there, and maybe he'll be successful. But in 99% of the situations that you end up in, your starting quarterback is found in the first round of a draft. If you see that guy in this draft, though, I don't know if the Saints can get high enough, if you know what I mean, uh, to, to, get, to trade up that high to get one of the those type tier QBs. I, I just don't envision that. If they got the 12th pick from, from the Houston Texans, maybe. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the other problem. It's like, okay, like, oh, maybe you can swing a trade for Trey Lance. Well, you're not going to be able to do that now. Because Brock Purdy is dealing with a torn UCL, like you're not you're not getting that, you know, like a guy like Jordan Love maybe, but like the Packers, who knows what they're gonna do, you know. There's there's guys to be had, but it's just not it's not a very attractive situation. I'm worried about the Jimmy oh, G scenario. Obviously, I'm I'm not a fan at all, and I and I, I don't want to see that come into New Orleans. 
Now, and that, but that is the next question: is who is going to be the starting quarterback? And thankfully, you now have a first-round pick where you can play around with it, and maybe you can move up. Maybe you can go identify somebody and trade for him. But it's not going to be any of those guys at the Senior Bowl, unless you want to take a quarterback in the sixth round. Um, so that's what that's that's all I have to say on that for now. Nothing high end there, at least like you said for for signal caller wise. But man, there has to be some kind of better answer going into next year even though for not just the team i know f- fans are ready to to, to lose their you know what um over oh yeah twitter is so toxic right now oh it's crazy between the fact of you know the what's going on with losing the coordinators now uh what's happening you know the lack i guess you would say of compensation people thought was coming for the sean payton trade and just a general outlook of the team has been pretty rough on Twitter. You almost want to stay away from it to keep out of the negativity. Oh, I agree with that. Um, But all right, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some of the coaching moves and departures that have happened this week and maybe some more potential departures. Keep it locked on Inside Black and 